Hi, and welcome back to the Too Much Lime podcast. I'm Julia. And I'm Maddie. And today we're going to talk about kind of like a little bit of a holiday episode. So Thanksgiving is coming up and just all kinds of holidays combined in the next couple of months. And if you have some kind of illness or disability, it can be really challenging. Um, And I think managing it when you're out of a rhythm and you're around maybe new people, there seem to be a lot more activities, new foods, all of that kind of stuff can be um, really hard on your body and your mind. And so we asked you guys um, on Instagram about some things for the holidays that you struggled with and maybe like wanted some advice on or just maybe our perspectives. And um, you guys came up with some really great ideas and a lot of stuff that has overlapped with Julia and I's, you know, experiences during the holidays. And so um, we kind of grouped them into some categories, maybe the first being the broadest category, which is kind of like making boundaries and like how you set those in that expectation and in that environment Um, and, and how you do that when maybe you're around people that don't understand or see you on the day-to-day so like it's harder for them to understand why a boundary is the way it is um, and and why it needs to stay that way and then also the idea of like how to stick to your boundaries because you know a lot of times they're just such fun activities and you know it's very easy to like overstep even in your own way um, in order to you know try and like partake and then the post-holidays or Um, maybe the end of the holiday ends up being like some kind of flair. Right, right. I know the thing that I always struggle with in regards to this, and I've been actually thinking about it a lot in this coming Thanksgiving, is, you know, in drawing those boundaries, which I'm usually decently good at, or at least practicing getting better at, um, (laughs) is that there are times during the holiday season or just in general when everybody's together where it's like, okay, I know that this is, you know, going over my energy boundary or, you know, like I, I need to take this time to, to rest so that I can enjoy dinner tonight or, you know, something small like that in terms of energy expenditure. But then I always have that voice in the back of my head that's like, well, this is the time to overextend your energy. Like, you know, I think that can make it really hard because then you almost have, you know, a couple of you voiced it in the Instagram responses, like not fear of missing out, but like, or guilt, but it's kind of like, yeah, like that flip side of a boundary where it's like, yeah, but my whole family is together or like all of these people that I love are downstairs together and they're going to be doing this hike or something like that or like this walk that I know logically I should probably hang back and take a nap and so that I don't get a flare-up but then at the same time it's like when else throughout the entire year are all of these people together and all taking a hike together like this is worth a flare-up if that makes sense and so I think that can just like make the picture even more complicated at least for me it's like you have to weigh like is this worth a flare-up later and you know I think that's just different for everybody but I think it's a really challenging component to the boundaries question you know during a holiday or during a special time that's you know doesn't you know only happens once a year or something like that you know 
Yeah, no, I totally understand that because I think you're totally right. Everybody has, everybody has their own line on when something is worth it. Um, and I think that comes into play like almost when you have to balance like, okay, this is the start of the holiday versus the end of the holiday. Like if I try and like say that it's worth it at the beginning of the holiday, then it might actually like really be a problem because then by the end of the holiday, the flare's already here. Um, and you're kind of in a position where like a lot of the holiday has been taken from you. So it's, it's can be really challenging. I think, especially at the beginning, say you're off for a week, you know, for the first couple days, everyone is so excited to be around each other. Um, or even if you're just like, if you're not visiting family or friends or anything like that, you're just so excited to have some time maybe to do things that you wouldn't normally have the opportunity to do. And so pushing, forward and doing a bunch of those things you know you get really excited about it which is kind of that idea of like oh when I get a burst of energy or something and I'm feeling really good for a day like working on not overdoing it I think that is very inherent in the holidays because you immediately get an opportunity to do all of these different things and you have to really like pump your own brakes which I think can be really sad like I think it it can be really hard to understand and rationalize to yourself why and just be so frustrated with your situation um when you realize that you do have to pump the brakes even during such a time that is supposed to be full of joy and, and happiness right right and it's just you know I think it's really hard like I, especially in the past couple of years, have been really focused on, like, um, the role of, like, mindset and mentality and, um, you know, the inner narrative that you tell about yourself in regards to how you feel. So, you know, like, if you say you're going to feel sick, then you're going to feel sick versus if you say, like, okay, I'm not going to feel sick, then it at least boosts the likelihood that you will feel better type thing. But, um, you know, there's just, it's so much easier to do that when there's no extraneous variables, you know, like when all of my, when I'm in my bubble and I literally like live like a hermit crab, which is my favorite way to live. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier for me to really have, you know, a, a positive or a healthy and healing mindset and perspective and focus on that because then all of my energy is then focused in that direction you know like if you have the time and the space and the quiet to focus on your healing it's a lot easier to then feel good versus during the holidays if you have a lot of people around you know if you're going to be with family or friends or you know just you're going out to dinner a lot you know whatever it is your threshold of energy that you can devote to yourself is a lot lower, you know, and it, it becomes more of like an active practice that you have to remember to continue to devote that time to yourself, you know, to remember like, okay, every morning it really helps if I meditate, it really helps if I journal, it really helps if I am just quiet while I drink my coffee or something like that and trying to etch in those little moments for yourself you know, like create space to still take care of yourself and use that energy, you know, for your positive healing and things like that. Because you also know that, you know, 98% of your energy for 
good or for bad, you know, is going to be spent, you know, talking to people, you know, the energy and adrenaline of just like seeing people when you haven't seen them in a long time or going out to a restaurant, you know, might be a really big deal for you right now, depending on your health. I know for me, it was a huge deal in the first couple of years and just leaving the house can take an immense amount of energy. And so kind of recognizing like you, your full tank is not as devoted to yourself as usual. Um, and so you kind of have to be much more mindful and practical about carving out those times for yourself, you know, almost like a boundary, you know, even if it's just five minutes, even if it's just like taking a shower or something like that, like just having that little bit of time to do something to make yourself feel better, you know, in those crazy moments where there's a gazillion people around. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I also think what you were talking about reminds me of it's much easier when you're kind of in your own bubble and your own routine to focus on yourself because then when you are around so many other people who maybe are not afflicted with the same illnesses that you are, it's so much easier to, and the the comparison and the divide between what your life looks like and what theirs does is so apparent and it's kind of shoved in your face of, oh, and, and I think people always say things about like, it's okay to grieve the life that you could have had if you hadn't gotten sick and stuff. And, you know, a lot of times you try not to dwell on it, but like, I think during the holidays, it can be really apparent because maybe you have family that are close to eight, close in age to you or something like that. And their lives look very different and it's not always for the worst, but a lot of times it's maybe things that you wish that you could do. And so when you see it so often, I think comparison during the holidays is something that can be really challenging. And then trying to remind yourself that it, you know, bring yourself back to your space and and try and separate that comparison and, and understand like, nope, this is me. This is my life. I have a wonderful life, you know, and these are the things that I need to do to maintain it. Um, and, and making sure that you're able to do that. Right. And almost like using it, I don't know if other people are like me, but I like to like do experiments on myself, uh, all the time. I think it's just the scientist to me. And so like, for instance, using this as a time to experiment with, you know, my boundaries within my own head about comparison, you know, like everyone says like comparison is the thief of joy and it's obviously so true but it can also be so challenging when you feel like your life is so different or so less than because of the people that are around you or you know social media or anything like that so almost you know if you feel like doing this obviously there's like no right or wrong way but you know one way to kind of reframe it is to be like okay you know self-comparison and you know, comparing in the age of social media is something that I'm really trying to work on because it doesn't make me feel good and it just takes away from the present moment and all this stuff. So I'm going to use this time at Thanksgiving, at Christmas, at whatever, when I'm around all of these people who are doing amazing, wonderful things to just be more mindful of how often I go through that narrative in my head and just try to be you know, a bit more aware of it and a bit more, um, you know, gentle with myself and realizing how often I 
talk negatively about myself. Like I think that that's such a strong pattern when we get sick or when something happens, you know, mental illness, anything is that we, we start to think negatively about ourselves, even if we don't mean to. And then we use the lives of others around us. You know, if it's a cousin who's the same age, who just got an amazing job, rather than being so excited for that cousin or loved one, we're like, oh, well, of course they got an amazing job and, you know, here I am and I can't do anything and I can't even get an amazing job and I'm never going to get hired. And it just feeds into this negative self-talk that is really hard to (laughs) interrupt, especially when everything else is really loud during the holidays and, you know, when you're just around a lot of people. So maybe kind of using it as an opportunity to kind of, without judgment, just observe your own you know, narrative that's going on inside of your head and see how you talk about yourself. And then, you know, slowly but surely trying to incorporate more positive, you know, self-talk, positive narratives rather than talking down on yourself all of the time, you know? And that's just what, you know, again, I think that a really big important aspect of this conversation today is that these are just things that Maddie and I either have done in the past or are practicing currently with the holidays coming up and there's no right or wrong way to go about something that might be stressful to you like the holidays or like social gatherings it's just kind of finding you know what works best for you like everything you know what's what's best for you yeah so it's kind of like maybe try some of these on and if it works awesome if it doesn't totally fine let us know something else maybe that worked because right nothing we do is ever foolproof so we always look for Julie and I are big readers for all kinds of stuff like that to just understand more about the mind and ways that you can almost like you already are manipulating your own mind. So like, how can you manipulate it for you kind of? Right. In a Um, positive way. mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of goes to a a good segue here of an underlying theme that I think was in a lot of responses and something that we experience is is misunderstandings around the holidays um and i don't think that misunderstandings is probably the best word to describe it because it's not necessarily that your family members or your friends or those that you are around are they may be saying something or not as you know respectful or cognizant of how you're feeling and your situation as they may usually be or maybe you're just visiting people who have never really understood or have never seen it so they don't understand you don't see them often things like that and I think it can be really challenging because you know, things are said that don't sit right with you. Um, you know, things are insinuated that, that don't sit right with you. And, and I think that can be really challenging. And we were just talking a little bit before this about how, like, it's really important to validate that that is challenging, um, and understand that it's okay to, to be bothered and upset by that, especially because it's, kind of outside of your usual routine of like who you interact with and things like that and so it is going to be different but then also leaving space to recognize that just because it hurts doesn't mean that the individual who has created you know said something or or whatever isn't respecting a boundary maybe 
it's not maybe maybe it's just because that they they don't understand it's so so hard for individuals who do not have chronic illness to understand especially because they they present themselves in so many different ways so they may know somebody who has some form of Lyme disease but they don't understand how it presents in me because maybe they know Julia and it presents very differently in her than it does in me so I think you know just recognizing that you don't you you can have this duality of being upset by it and also not and also recognizing that maybe it's um it's more of a misunderstanding than an intentional hurt right right and just trying you know to keep that perspective in mind and also i i don't know what podcast i was listening to but i was listening to a podcast recently um i think it was lisa hames and she said something like everybody is only thinking about themselves like nobody's actually thinking about you like nobody's really like devoting as much time and thought into you or into me as I think they am or that was horribly phrased but like at the end of the day when it comes to the holidays and someone might you know say something or feel like they are giving you a backhand compliment or you know just kind of doing something that rubs you the wrong way just kind of keeping in mind that like they didn't mean it like they are only thinking not in a negative way but like as human beings all we do is think about ourselves and like our survival and stuff like that and so kind of like sometimes you know if I have a bad interaction with someone and you you go to automatically take it personally and I think especially when your foundation is already feeling really misunderstood because you know of the past x amount of months or years or days that you feel really sick and you didn't get the support or, um, you know, validation or love that necessarily speaks to you. Um, and so it's just, we're so much more, um, like, uh, what's the right word? Like malleable, not malleable, but like if someone gives, you know, says something that rubs me the wrong way, it's so much harder to not take it personally in those moments when you already, your foundation is feeling kind of isolated and kind of misunderstood. And so just kind of keeping in mind, like, you know, almost like that bubble. I talk about the bubble all the time. I just love the bubble idea of like um, boundaries and I just how I visualize myself all the time of like, there's just a bubble around you and, you know, someone might say something either purposefully or inadvertently that rubs you the wrong way, whether it's like, oh, why, why haven't you been up to too much recently? Or like, oh, like, you know, you look really tired or, you know, why don't you have a job yet? You know, something that they might not necessarily mean to be rude, but comes across as really rude. (laughs) Um, Just kind of like not letting it enter into your bubble. Just being like, okay, like that was kind of awkward and kind of rude, but like they didn't mean it. And I'm just going to keep focusing on me, you know, and Mm -hmm. just trying to put that bound, that line between what other people say or how other people act and yourself and just kind of you know continuing to focus just on the immediate things around you which I think also segues well into um a lot of people responded saying different things about um the dietary challenges of holiday season you know there's a lot of us (laughs) who are either um you know, on a medical diet, you know, like an anti-inflammatory diet, low FODMAP, whatever, um, or 
are just have to eat specific ways because of food intolerances or just have a general discomfort with food at the moment regardless of your you know illness or anything like that and so I think the holidays when everyone comes around to eat together can just make that so much more challenging because otherwise you're not eating around a group of like 30 people who might be like oh why didn't you get potatoes or like why didn't you try the pie you know and that can just lead to really challenging thoughts and feelings that I think um we should definitely talk about so Maddie what are your thoughts on this so I have many a thoughts on this um, <laughs> because I've experienced, I remember the first year that I got diagnosed and it was like late October and it, which I'm pretty sure it was like very similar to when Julia, you were diagnosed um, yeah. but like a year earlier that the holidays came up really fast. Um, mm-hmm. And so at the time, I think I was on some kind of like very strict medical diet and it kind of lent itself to basically not being able to eat a lot of options that were available at you know Thanksgiving or at um, my family celebrates Christmas so that being really hard because not I mean first of all I was in a position where I was very recently off these foods so I was still craving them and obviously I still crave certain things but I think as for for me at least like as I've gotten further into the things that I'm no longer like able to tolerate I miss them less but I Mm -hmm. was really missing them at those times um and so I remember it being so hard to stick to and I don't think I did to be totally honest with you (laughs) I think I stuck to certain things that I knew were going to make me really sick, but then maybe some of the things that I was like, I shouldn't eat this because it's going to do X, Y, Z. Maybe it's like a certain inflammation or something like that, but it doesn't make me as sick as this other thing. So I'm going to sacrifice and I'm going to have this, like that same idea of I'm going to rationalize that like there's so much wonderful food around. And I think the holidays a lot of times are about food in a lot of ways. Like they, they kind of revolve around them that you are rationalizing like oh is the flare worth it to have this because we only have it once a year or something like that um and I think that was really hard for me in the beginning and as I've gotten further into the process I've recognized more of and I'm also more familiar with what is important for me to stay away from and what I can tolerate and so it's a little bit easier in some ways but it's also easier about setting that appropriate mindset going in that you know you're not going to be able to have xyz and everyone around you is going to be having it and that is frustrating and it sucks especially if it's something that you really like um like for me i'm a huge pie person i have yet to find a really good gluten-free pie crust um let me (gasps) know if anybody has one i have you do okay oh my god i i cannot survive without pie I'm going to have okay, wedding so, pie on the side, but continue. <laughs> well, yes, because I don't really like cake. So growing up, I used to always have pies for my birthday. Oh, so I love that. They're just so yummy. So, and like they're the best. ones at Thanksgiving are phenomenal because they just have, my family goes like all out on pies. And so we just have so many different flavors and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just wonderful. So there are certain things though, pie now not being one of them for me, that I don't have alternatives for. And that's a bummer and that hurts. But there are other things that I do have alternatives for. Now, 
the issue with that is that it usually requires me to make it or me to have somebody in my life who is not currently overwhelmed with making other things to add on another dish, which can be a lot to ask. And I understand that. Yeah. Um, And so if I make it, that's further taking away energy. Um, Mm. So that is kind of that juxtaposition of, I think, why food in the holidays can be really hard when you have an illness. Because even if you say, oh, we'll make it for yourself, it's okay, I I can, but well, first of all, I'm not a great cook, so maybe I couldn't. (laughs) But if I tried, it would take so much energy that it would end up taking away from other things that are really important to me that maybe I prioritize higher on the holiday. So it's just kind of another way in which you have to prioritize which when we say the word prioritize you also look at it I mean it does mean sacrifice in some ways like you Mm. have to there are things that will be sacrificed so that you can do the things that are more important to you and that's a bummer and I totally I understand it I'm frustrated by it often all the things (laughs) right right and I think another aspect that I know that I have struggled with a lot during the holidays is that so much of holiday food can at least like my family loves baked goods i loved baked goods i am all about the baked goods everything Mm -hmm. um but like my mom's original sugar cookie recipe that we make every you know we celebrate christmas as well we make every christmas is like the most amount of sugar like white sugar like (laughs) and (laughs) i personally I eat sugar I used to like very strictly not eat sugar but now that I'm better and stuff like that I do eat sugar but I I actively try to not necessarily pour two cups of white granulated sugar into my cookies and then ice them with powdered sugar but whatever um I try to kind of um you know just be a bit more mindful because um sugar feeds Lyme disease or at least there's been studies that show that sugar feeds the spirochetes and bacteria and just a lot of negative things and can just um, like make a flare-up type symptoms. Like I know if I eat a ton of sugar the next morning, I will wake up feeling kind of like hungover almost. Um, And that's really common for people. Um, And so it can be kind of that awkward dichotomy of, you know, you're, you're trying to eat healthier but you know through a healthy non-restrictive mindset and if it's restrictive then that's a whole other extremely hard challenge around the holidays um but if you are sick or you just are working on something and so you're trying to cut down on sugar whatever this is just a little example or cut down on alcohol or something like that it can be really uncomfortable when you know someone makes those sugar cookies or my mom makes those sugar cookies and I'm like mom I like I just can't eat those right now like I'm gonna feel really sick it's not great for my body at the moment I might make like this different type of cookie that is really good but just a little bit healthier and I think that that can lead to really uncomfortable you know kind of back to the comparison things you have to be really mindful because then for anybody around in that conversation who chooses to eat the sugar cookie you don't want to make them feel bad for eating the sugar cookie because like you should eat the sugar cookie if you want to, you know, like that kind of awkward, like I personally, this holiday season need to be a bit more mindful about eating healthier or just filling up my plates with a lot of vegetables and stuff like that. But you, but it can be so awkward because then 
it can make other people feel self-conscious. You know what I mean? Like that, Mm -hmm. that double-sided coin. And, you know, of course, always like eat the pie. The pie has sugar, whatever. Eat the pie. I love pie. But, you know, it's just like, it's almost like a lot of times holidays are really focused on like indulgence, whether it's with alcohol or staying up really late or like eating sugar, you know, past your bedtime, whatever, all of these things that, like, ever since I was a kid, even, like, those were kind of, like, the ideas. It's like, oh, my God, it's like a let loose time. And for some of us, like, we can't totally do that. Or, you know, we we can choose to do that, but it might make us feel really sick. But then going about it, especially with something like food that can be really triggering or really challenging for people around you even if you don't know it by the way um it it can just add in this whole other almost like social anxiety layer um of you know people are looking at your plate and looking at what you're eating and then comparing that to what they're eating and then you know like it can just become really messy and so I think kind of figuring out ways to voice that you know hey, right now I am on a anti-inflammatory diet through my practitioner, and so I can't have X, Y, Z, and it's for a medical condition, and, like, I'm, I'm really bummed about it, whatever. Or just saying, like, you know, I have to be a bit more mindful, but, it, you know, I, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know how to say it either. But just being mindful about, those people around you who might um you know food can just be something that can be easily concerning you know if you see a loved one who is restricting what they eat you know knowing that they're doing it for you know like a medical reason or versus doing it for more um concerning reasons and stuff like that and so I think just being really open about the process and about what you're going through if it involves dietary restrictions um can be really important like socially and personally if that makes sense yeah absolutely and I think you brought up such an interesting point of you know we're talking a lot from our personal perspective of how the holidays are challenging because of our illnesses to us but the flip side of that is you know because of our illness and because of the limitations that we have and the boundaries we have to set they're also challenging for our loved ones who maybe are used to experiencing us in a certain way and it's no longer that way and so it's the things that you do not only affect yourself but they also affect them and so yes you always need to prioritize yourself and put your own healing first but like this is one example of just being cognizant of the fact that you're you know the way that maybe you're eating could be stressful to another individual in your family and so I think the biggest piece of advice that kind of wraps all of this up is talking about clear communication being the success to holidays and being upfront about your needs your boundaries and not even the rationale behind them because I don't think you need to explain yourself all the time but just being upfront about the how and 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 the what of what's going to happen um and and how you're going to be able to um be a part of the family or the friends for that holiday can be the easiest way to 
circumvent misunderstanding, make sure that everyone um, is on, you know, feeling comfortable with how you're eating and things like that, how everyone is, you know, understanding how you're spending your time and why you're doing it in certain ways. Um, I, I think that is the easiest way to avoid that kind of stuff and maybe can avoid some of the stress for you as well about because I think sometimes just the apprehension of, oh, is somebody going to say something that's going to, you know, make me upset or that's going to throw me off kilter? You know, am am I going to have to do something that feel pressured into doing something I don't want to do? You know, there, that stress, um, can be mitigated a little bit, hopefully by the fact that you are a little bit more upfront maybe in, in how you are planning to spend the holidays and, and how that can, you know, work with the the dynamic that you're kind of coming into. And so I just think that's really important. And then the final point just being like, it's, I think everyone wants the holidays to be perfect because it's such a magical time and you, you know, it's so, it revolves around a lot of joy and, um, you know, and, and time together and, you want to only feel the joy and to not feel any of the sadness. Unfortunately, everyone's baggage carries through the holidays with them. You don't drop it at the door and <laughs> walk in. You know, it's it's all going to be there. And so allowing yourself to have those moments when it can kind of feel like maybe you shouldn't be feeling sad because it's the holidays or you shouldn't be grieving because it's the holidays or, or whatever it is and like leaving space for yourself in those moments to feel all those feelings and then continue on. You know, it's it's okay to have that, which I think sometimes is not quite the the societal norm that we perpetuate over the holidays, but I think that it is really healthy to allow yourself those moments. Right. Right. I know that for me what I've been doing past couple um you know months or like half year or whatever um when I'm dealing with more mental health stuff is when I feel really overwhelmed or I wake up with a dark cloud covering everything or you know I'm talking to you know I was talking to my mom about Thanksgiving plans for instance and it just got me like the most overwhelmed ever and then I was just and then it just makes you overwhelmed about everything else and it can make you then be like, oh my God, I'm just overwhelmed because I'm sick. And sick is, you know, sick stinks and blah, 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 blah. You know, you can just go down the rabbit spiral. hole. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You can spiral. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is that I, just like you said, let myself feel it without, while trying, not without because it does not always work, but while trying not to dwell in it. So I'll be like, okay, I'm going to sit here for five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, however much time I feel like is needed. And I'm going to be really sad or I'm going to be really pissed off or really grumpy. And then, you know, when the time is up, which, you know, however much time you need, it doesn't matter without it taking up your whole day, then I'm going to stop. Like I am going to take a shower or, you know, put on a really good song or watch a really funny episode of TV and you know let the rest of my day be joyful like I'm gonna let the sadness or overwhelm overtake me for this little period of time like 
riding a wave or something like that like feel the crash of the wave but now move on to the next one if that makes sense and so trying to find ways that work for you that you fully allow yourself without judgment and with self-compassion to feel anything you may be feeling whether it is triggered or anxiety or overwhelm or sadness or gazillion billion things and feel it and honor it and let it you know sit in it for a little while but then be like okay anger I have let you take over this day for the last hour like now you're going to step aside and I'm going to go enjoy the the beautiful sunshine outside or I'm going to go enjoy this time with my friends because I have already let you had the stage and now it is the stage for happiness or it is you know like trying to set aside time without letting it overcome and overshadow the entirety of the vacation or of the trip or of the hosting or whatever it is um and just kind of leaving space for that just as you just said you know and whatever works for you like journaling meditating walking punching a punching bag like I don't even know all of the things do it and then you know try your best to be like okay I did it and I dealt with you now like I am actively like showering actually has been shown to really help because it activates your vagus nerve which is activates your sympathetic nervous system and calms you down and kind of standing in the shower and imagining the water hit you and like washing off you know that really ugly encounter that you just had with a neighbor or that really challenging conversation that you just had about your health right now and just feeling it wash off of your body and go into the drain and then coming out of the shower clean and you know without ruminating on it and ruining in your mind ruining just for yourself you know you'll still be a joy to everybody else but ruining for yourself the rest of the experience and it can be really hard to do but I think trying to have practices in place beforehand that you can instill in the moment can be really 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 helpful and that kind of also connects to one last um, question or thought that you guys posted in the comments to our to this episode, which was kind of how to avoid like a flare up or um, overdoing it and then feeling sick, which is kind of how we started, but I think it's really important to finish with because I think it's you know super dependent like what works for me might not work for Maddie might not work for you might not work for your friend but kind of sitting before the holiday starts or before you are going to be with all of those friends or all those families and taking some time to really think about what you need to at least lower that flare-up at least lower the possibility of overwhelm and really like put some things in place to you know just like the boundaries that we were talking about at the beginning put something in place to help yourself to kind of act as a buffer throughout the holidays or throughout that time that you're at home that can at least decrease the you know flare-up length or something like that you know making those practices beforehand and really trying to stick to them I think is the only thing that at least I can think of I don't know about you Maddie (laughs) no I think you know the the thinking about in advance planning has a double edge you got to plan because I think 
for me, I've noticed that if I don't plan those things, I get more overwhelmed beforehand because I'm worried more about it and I don't have like an action plan. Um, and then also you're like, if I don't plan and then I start, you know, getting overwhelmed or I'm, I'm worried about a flare happening because I can see that what I'm doing might lead to it. And then it does happen. And then by the end of the holiday or whatever it is, you're like, oh, I really wish I had done this. If I had done this, it would have worked because by that point you've laid in bed long enough that you realize what you could have done. Um, and I think, you know, it doesn't help you if it's at the end when you already have missed out and it's already a flare and, you know, things are kind of already a flaming garbage can. So like it's, <laughs> it helps me more if I do it in the beginning because then I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing. It's going to work, whatever. One other thing that I wanted to say is there are times as they happen in all of life where it's just not going to work out. There are moments in life where nothing that you can do is going to prevent the flaming garbage can that has risen from what was happening. And that is okay. It doesn't mean that you did something wrong or you didn't plan properly or anything. I spent, I want to say like the last two Christmases or like around the holiday season, like somehow in the ER or something like that. And so naturally it was not the best holiday. Were there some great points? Yes. But it's just, you know, there are some things like don't beat yourself up if it doesn't, like if it's just bad, you know, it's, it don't say that it's your fault that you didn't do X, Y, Z. These are just, you know, some thoughts that maybe can help mitigate circumstances. Is it always going to work? No. But I think that it's always a great opportunity to think about it and try and set ourselves up for success that looks very different when you have some kind of illness than maybe it did before the holidays or for another family member. Right, right. And just kind of, you know, going into it with like that balance of you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And it's, you know, trying not to judge whether you feel sick or whether you feel amazing, even though that can be really hard. And also trying to, to the best of your abilities, you know, do all of these things that we talked about for your mental health, because your mental health and your perspective and your thoughts are so, 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 so strong on how you feel. And so if you're feeling triggered because you um, are feeling extra misunderstood and you haven't told your loved ones about how sick you've been feeling recently, that's gonna not, that's gonna make you feel even more sick, you know, because now you're upset and stressed and sad on top of also just already, you know, having a compromised system that will be more affected by that. And so, you know, just as Maddie said earlier, like vocalizing and talking about what is going on and being really honest like if you're having a hard time and you're feeling really sick telling it doesn't have to be everybody but telling someone in your support system that and just kind of having even if it's just one person having them there to know on those tough moments that um you know this might be extra challenging for you so that they can just you know like squeeze your hand or give you a hug at the end of the night and just how <laughs> sorry Oki's talking in the background um how much of a difference that that feeling of comfort and support can make your whole body and whole experience feel you know so trying to instill that early on 
um, I think can be can make a huge difference. It really can. So we really hope that you found maybe some tips or just a you know validation of, of your nerves maybe going into the holiday season. But we hope that it is wonderful and full of pockets of joy everywhere. And we will catch you next time on the Too Much Lime podcast.